Our first reading this morning comes from God's prophet Ezekiel, where we hear of God's personal promise to come among us and be our shepherd. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself, will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, I will bring back the strayed and I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, Behold, I, I myself, will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you push with side and shoulder and thrust with all the weak with, with your horns till you have scattered them abroad. I will rescue my flock. They shall no longer be a prey. And I will judge between sheep and sheep, and I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord, I have spoken. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we turn our attention to the word of our Lord as found in Ezekiel chapter 34. Four hundred times. 400 times in the Old Testament does God call us His sheep. I don't know about you, but I would say that's a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that is not something of just a passing reference or just kind of a random aside, is that 400 times of calling us His sheep is something of what I would probably say is a controlling metaphor. It's one that God wants us to understand and see. See, there are some things that just seem to work better than others. There's a reason why Psalm 23 is so beloved. The Lord is my shepherd. See, the Lord is my CEO, just doesn't quite have the same ring. The Lord is my mechanic, just doesn't quite have that same kind of expression. But the Lord is my shepherd. Now, that is something that even though we do not probably have much experience on the very shepherding realities, it's something that brings a message, a message of promise, a message of hope. But what does it mean for God to call us his sheep. See, I think that there are so many of us that have just those warm affections and warm affiliations here with this image. And don't get me wrong, that's absolutely right. But there's also this kind of 
redirected reality of what is God saying about us when He calls us sheep. See, we look at sheep as those nice little fluffy, cute and innocent, just woolly quadrupeds just out there in those beautiful images. I mean, oh, just inspiring. But what do sheep do? is that sheep are those who find themselves so oftenly wandering aimlessly, resisting stubbornly, and straying intentionally. That sheep are those that it is, you've heard of herding cats, (laughs) but the same thing can be said of sheep. So often they have no thought, no wonder, no worry about whatever they do. They think they know where things are going to be best for them. They are going to do their thing. Why follow the instructions? We'll make it up as we go along. Now that maybe might not just be sheep, right? See, if you doubt me on this, of the ability of a sheep to somehow be welcomed and saved out of predicament and problem, saved for something bigger and greater, and then finding themselves once again going right back to it? Well, I found a couple of proofs for you. A couple of months ago, while I was preparing for our Grandparents' Day Chapel, I came across some gems. If you don't believe me about the stubbornness of sheep and their ability to get themselves into all sorts of problems, that let's see evidence number one. You would have thought that maybe the sheep would have been a little more grateful, maybe able to stay out of trouble for just a little bit longer, but how often, even when we are brought out of our problems, do we go right back into them? Or those things that we might think that we would never have gone into, never have gotten ourselves into, so let's see what kind of problem sheep can get themselves into. Now I know what you're thinking. Man, that sheep must be having a very good time right now. I'm guessing that sheep is not having nearly as good of a time as you think they are having. I'm just curious of how long it was between it getting itself stuck in that and the shepherd finding it there. See, what do we see here? That sheep, sheep without leadership, sheep left to themselves are those who find themselves so often getting into predicaments and problems, those who find themselves always running off to do their thing without another without someone who cares for it, without someone who is there for it, without someone who is there to help guide it, that they will not be brought back to their senses. They will not be able to save themselves. They are those who need someone, 
who chases them down with that very gracious compassion to bring them back time and time and time again. And yet so often, we find ourselves abandoning to those same stubborn paths. We find ourselves forgetting our stubborn wills, and we think nothing of it. That without leadership, without someone there to guide, without someone there to care, that we will not take the long view, we will not see the big picture, we will find ourselves not in green pastures or beside still waters, but we will find ourselves in those muddy fields that we have chomped down to its very root. Or those very muddied waters as we now track it all in and ruin it all. Then what is God saying with this image that He says over and over and over again? That there has to be this relationship. That we are not simply self-sufficient, but we are those who rely upon His grace, rely upon His care each and every day, whether we admit it or not, whether we remember it or not. His grace is there every morning. His love is always pursuing, always chasing, always seeking to turn us back and bring us back to His care. A sheep that has gone astray isn't one that simply just needs a map or needs simply to be just kind of carried back and set down and then it will all be good. No, a sheep that has gone astray must be caught and must be bound and must be carried back home. That is that image that God gives. That too often we are spiritually foolish, spiritually helpless, that we are those who need someone. But are we willing to admit that? But Ezekiel, as much as it, it draws upon this image of the shepherd and sheep and this beautiful imagery here, that there is something that we must acknowledge and something that we must see. Ezekiel is speaking of the fact that God has given shepherds. God has given leaders. God has placed people in those very lives of His people to help guide and help lead, that He has given shepherds and leaders in the world and in the church and in our families, that He has placed those leaders there. But Ezekiel writes to a people who their leaders have gone astray, their leaders have used and abused, their leaders have done what is wrong, their leaders have not cared for them, not supported them, not strengthened them, not been there for them. But there's a hard reality that we must face. That too often we find ourselves let down by leaders not just out there in the world, but even in here within the church. 
that when you find yourself looking back over your time, have you ever been hurt or offended, been left with that less than savory impression by a pastor or church leader or a church at large, large, do you still bear those scars of the past? Do you still bear those hurts, those offenses? That this isn't simply that we're talking about those televangelists and their problems and their issues or those other denominations and their problems. But when you think about those who have found themselves sometimes straying from the church, is that do they often simply just leave because they just want to go out there and just, I've given up all faith, all hope, I've just want to go out there and live my life how I want? Or do many of them bear that story of how they've been hurt or how they've been offended? That we must admit that even within the church we find ourselves with leaders that do not always have all the answers, who cannot give all that we need that even pastors are imperfect. We know that, right? (laughs) Pastors are imperfect. But what is it that our God says to us today? What is it that He has for us to hear? That if He's already referenced in Psalm 23 and John chapter 10 and countless other places of God giving His very sheep that very gift of his relationship, what does Ezekiel offer to us today? He offers a promise. Just listen to what he says to us today. Behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep, that I will seek them out, that I seek my sheep, I will rescue them, I will bring them out, I will feed them, I will feed them, I myself will be their shepherd, I myself will make them to lie down, I will seek the lost, I will bring back the straight, I will bind up the injured, I will strengthen the weak, that I will feed them in justice. Now, I know I referenced 400 times of sheep. (laughs) Did anyone count in our Old Testament today of how many times God said, I? That I will come and do it. That I will be the one who comes and finds and seeks and searches whatever scars they may bear, whatever hurts they have found, whatever they experience that I continue to pursue, continue to follow, continue to come with my grace. What does God promise here? That He is not just the one who protects, not just the one who provides, but He is the one who binds up and heals. He is the one who comes and seeks out that even when we feel ourselves hurt and harmed, that He is the one who promises that He shall come. Then what does He say to us today in Ezekiel that I, 
that I myself will rescue my flock. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. There's a problem, though. God promises that He will raise up David and place him up upon that very place of shepherd of all. But David is dead. David's not only been dead for decades, David had been dead by centuries, by the time that Ezekiel spoke these words. So what does this mean that God promises that He will appoint David His servant who shall feed them? What does it mean that when Jesus Christ comes and says to the very people of Israel and all who should have received Him with open and welcome arms that I am the Good Shepherd, that they did not welcome Him or invite Him or celebrate with Him, but they wanted to kill Him. Why? Because Jesus says that He is not a shepherd or one of the shepherds, but Jesus claims to be the good shepherd. The one who not only is that ancestor and descendant of David, not just that very one who is of that house and lineage of the king, but the very one who could claim the Lord himself to be his father. That Jesus comes, comes with that fact that he comes to bind up the bruised and the broken, to come and to bring healing, to bring protection, to bring care to his people. How? Not simply by just keeping them safe, but giving his very life in their place. What does it mean that Jesus claims to be the good shepherd, the one who will be with us, the one who will guide us, the one who will serve as our leader? That it's not just simply that God would raise up one like David, but God would raise up the ultimate David, the ultimate leader, that David was not a perfect leader. All that came after him were not. But Christ, Christ came with the right motivation, with the right calling, with the very right purpose that he is the one who did not simply as a hired hand come to protect us for a purpose or just for self-benefit, but he came to protect us and love us and give himself for us. That what does it mean that God says, Behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep. That he came in the flesh. That he came in the blood. He came into our very lives that we might be brought back. That we might be forgiven and loved 
and might be always a part of that flock, never fearing, never afraid, because what does Jesus say? That no one, no one will snatch my sheep from my hand. My Father who is greater than all, that no one can snatch the sheep from my Father's hand. That as we wait for that day to come, that Christ shall come again, as we wait for that hope and that promise of everything that He's given, as we wait for that final fulfillment, that we shall come into green pastures and to still waters, and that we shall have goodness and mercy pursue us all the days of our lives, that may we remember that we have a shepherd and a king, one who is living and reigning and will come again to welcome us in, that he is the one who does not give up, does not give out, and the one who will pursue us with his grace and compassion until the day that he welcomes us in to eternity. May he grant to you this day and every day that peace of God that surpasses all understanding that guards your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.